The Quarter Portion Podcast comes to you in association with Echo 3, London, Ontario's premier Star Wars fan group that focuses on giving back to the community through our passions for the saga. We focus on helping those in need and bringing light to those who face dark times. We welcome all Star Wars fans to join. special episode of the Quarter Portion Podcast. I am Chris DeHoog. I am Patrick Fletcher. And this is part one of our storybook sessions. We had a chance to join our new friends at Star Wars Echo 3, London's own Star Wars cosplay fan community, at uh, Star Wars Day in Storybook Gardens on July 21st this year. This was our first chance getting to meet up with everybody in the group, and we had a great time seeing them at at work and sitting down to chat with some of them. It was a great day. We raised almost $1,000 for a children's hospital here in London. A lot of kids came out. A lot of adults came out. A lot of Star Wars fans. It was a really fun day. Yeah, it was really cool because I think a lot of people came knowing that Star Wars Day was going on, but there were some of the people that you could tell were not aware of it going on. They decided to happen to be going to the park on Saturday. They just went at the right time. And then they'd be like, oh, what's going on here? And just like the kids who have no idea what's going on with Star Wars are still captivated because it's, you know, it's people in suits waving around. All dressed up. It was a fun day. So Chris and I got to sit down uh, up on a small stage and record what was going to be just a podcast, but the day went so long and we ended up talking to so many different people, we've decided to break it up into sections. So we got about five different interviews with five different groups of people that are integral to Echo 3 and their movement. So what we've done is we broke them all down, and we're going to deliver those to you over the next several weeks as short interview segments. So if you enjoy these episodes, be sure to share them with your friends. Uh, help us get the word out there. Yeah, it was great to sit down and talk to, to, these, to our new friends at Echo 3 because I'm not a cosplayer, you're not a cosplayer, but I have so much respect for the people who can put these things together. And um, getting that, getting to sit down and hear about their process and why they chose the characters that they that they chose to, to dress as, it was a new part of the Star Wars fandom for me to experience. Me too. I'd always seen it, but I'd never been seen it up close. I saw Vader up close. He's got he's moody. Um, <laughs> look at some of our photos. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> it was it was great. It was a really really fun weekend. It was fun to be there and see them all in costume, and some of their costumes are quite fantastic. I think I made a point at one at one time of uh, Chris. When we sat down to talk with Chris, who plays Vader, I commented that I believe his costume for Darth Vader probably looks better than the costume that was used in A New Hope. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. it's it, it looked a lot more refined, you know? Yeah. So for part one, for this first episode, we are sitting down with some familiar voices and some new ones. Uh, we're joined first by Jay and Amber, who you've met on the show before. Jay uh, as Kylo Ren and Amber as Rey. We're joined partway by Alan, who is George Lucas's doppelganger. I, I swear, it, 
that's the best way to describe it. He's a cosplayer that doesn't need a costume. All he needs is glasses to comb his hair a certain way and wear a plaid shirt. And this guy's George Lucas. Yes, it's a dead ringer. You have to check out the Facebook page, Freckle 3, and the Quarter Portion Podcast to see this in action. Because, well, and you'll hear in the, in the interview <laughs> the, the perils he faces. We're also joined partway through by Steve, who is the master R2 builder of Echo 3. He built a spot-on replica of of R2-D2 of that gets uh, paraded around at shows. And it's, again, probably better than the R2 they use on set in New Hope. Yeah, it's fantastic. He's remote controlled. He has every sound effect that R two D two would have. We got lucky. I certainly got lucky because I know that R two D two is going to show up at my daughter's birthday party in January, which is going to be pretty exciting for a lot of kids. He is the real deal. He's a master builder. This guy should have been, you know, he should have been with those two English guys that were building the droids' heads for the Force Awakens. Yeah, you know, this is a guy who could be working in film. Uh, building these things. And you'll get to hear more about Steve's process and the club of R2 builders um, that, I, again, was something new I had never heard of before. Really cool part of the interview coming up. So here is part 15, here is episode 15A of the Quarter Portion Podcast with Jay, Amber, Alan, and Steve of Echo 3. Enjoy. So who talks first? Do you talk first? I talk first? Hello and welcome back to the Quarter Portion Podcast, the only Star Wars podcast that would never tell you the odds. I'm Chris DeHoog, and I'm joined as always by my co-pilot, Patrick Fletcher. How are you, buddy? Doing really good. I hope the rain holds off. It's been a nice day so far. We are live from Storybook Gardens here in London, Ontario for Star Wars Day with Echo 3. Uh, this is our first This is our first time at this event, and this is just so cool walking around this park, seeing Star Wars characters everywhere. we got functional droids rolling around. We've got a full cast of characters represented. Uh, kids are here in costume getting in on the fun meeting the droids George Lucas is over there George Lucas is walking around with Darth Vader how often do you see that hey Kylo Ray could we have a moment how are you guys we're doing great man um, good this is the first for us you know, recording outside there's a little bit of a challenge in the beginning but I think we got it going oh this, I feel like I'm on the radio right this now this is like... catching the essence of what we do, and you're you're recording yeah. while we're at an event, yeah. which is pretty cool. You know, like a couple of months ago, <laughs> before we before we all met, mm-hmm. you know, Chris had just said to me, you know, we're going to be outside recording a live Star Wars podcast at Storybook Gardens with like the coolest cosplayers you've ever. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> with Kylo Ren and Ray at our table. I mean, yes. that's right. Get much cooler yes. than that. And we're not fighting. <laughs> not, not yet, anyway. No. <laughs> Maybe around 2.30. This is great. We have two R2 units in the group now, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Where did that droid come from? This guy's a little different. He's Justin's droid. Justin built that one. Justin is one of our newest members. This is R2BOO, which is which is a Canon Disney Parks R2 unit. It was an exclusive figure, yeah. from what I understand. You can get it at the Disney Parks uh, tour thing. Yeah. It looks so, like Sabine got her hands on r 2 a little bit, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and some colors. A little bit of the Joker, right? A little bit. A of little the, bit of the Joker. I was yeah. gonna. I told Justin I'm kidnapping this one. I do Harley, and I'm gonna put haha with red lipstick all over him. Yeah. And it's gonna be my. <laughs> That's amazing. My uh, Joker droid. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a little. It's a little uh, clean for Sabine's art style, but I have a question for you guys. Yeah. How many years have you been doing this year at Storybook Gardens? This is our second year. This is our second year doing Storybook Gardens. Did they invite you or did you approach them about it? Or 
this year they invited us exclusively. Yeah, yeah they wanted us to, to organize the event. Um, previous years, there was a few other Star Wars groups that were in London, and it was kind of a uh, everyone kind of joined kind of thing, but it, it wasn't very organized, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I pride ourselves on is Amber and I are very organized, so everyone knows where they're supposed to be, what times they're supposed to be places, so... And I'm really pleased with the turnout that we have so far. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things we really respect about you guys, too. Like, when we had that first podcast, you guys came over. Yeah. I mean, we work with what we have. We didn't start this podcast with a lot of money, but we try to do it as professionally as we can. Mm-hmm. And you guys mentioned that. And that's exactly what we've noticed in you. Well, everything you guys do, you do it properly. You're, oh, you're, thanks, you're scheduled and, and uh, yeah, the professionalism of you guys. We also make sure that we have everybody's back, like we make sure everybody's covered too, so that nobody's overheating, nobody's dying of heat exhaustion out there. We make sure everybody's fed and watered, and if they can't take it anymore, hey, you did your best. Don't push yourself, right? Some of his costumes are really hot looking. Vader. Vader must be (laughs) looking alive in there, ironically enough. Yeah, the masks are really, oh, wow. The overcast, I think, is helping a little bit with that yeah. because if the sun's right down, that, that's what it was last year. Right. And you guys were just done by one thirty. Yeah. yeah. I decided to go with the episode 7 interrogation scenery. That's, <laughs> how obscure is that? Right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Why don't you that... go with Kylo from Last Jedi when she catches him coming out of the shower? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the turnout is? Capacity-wise, what do we have? Like, would, um, would, would you be able to find out what the gate was? Like, how many people came? Oh, yeah, I'll find that out, yeah, for sure. Um, so, last year we did two, and the first one was huge. It was packed. The second one was about half. So, this year we kind of decided just to do one big day. So, we picked, like, the dead middle of summer. And uh, we, we were really nervous because it was, like, th- supposed to be thunderstorms yeah, all, they're all calling week. calling for rain today. So, yeah. I was watching it every day. I'm like, oh, please, God. Every other day was night, perfect was except Saturday. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> So, my only concern was like, like hello, yeah, with the gear, but it's fine. Like, you need to take a minute, Claude. Hi, Ray. Did you want a photo? Yeah, all right. I will come down. That's a great picture. So, how excited those kids are. I've noticed, too, that despite what you think about the prequels or what you think about the new trilogy, you see Rey, you see Anakin, people still just love it, right? You, know, yeah. you kind of forget about all that. Or even Fandom stuff we were talking about last week, right? Yeah. Like the negative stuff. Even, what's um, the guy in the mask? Yeah, him. What's, what's Jason what's... is Lord Wrath. So Lord Wrath is a character that he created. Uh, it's one of the Old Republic Emperor's... Uh, assassins. Uh, okay. So he kind of created the character on his own, which is awesome. Cool. Yeah. Because someone was asking me who it was, and I thought it's either someone from Legends or it's someone custom. It's an old Republic guy. What I was saying was that it's really cool to see the amount of little girls dressed up like Ray. I know. Yes. Right. There's so many of them that here today. Really yeah. And I'm a huge fan of this new generation and seeing how Luke was the hero of the original trilogy. And now with this one, it's Ray. 
and how many little girls have embraced that mm-hmm. and want to be the hero too. I think it's just fantastic. It's also expanded the horizon for, it opens up doors for girls to be more intuitive with Star Wars because beforehand it was, it was kind of like a boys club thing, right? You had Princess Leia or Padme, but there's a, a severe shortage of females in the Star Wars universe. And now with these new movies, there's so many female characters and they're all fantastic female characters. Like look at Captain Phasma and uh, Holdo. Very, very strong, empowered women. Like, Phasma is the, you know, the captain of the guard. You know, yeah. She has Palpatine's ship, like, molded under it's, her armor. It's his like, yacht that's, like, plated awesome. on her armor. Yeah, right? <laughs> more in the, in the wings, too, like, Sloan. You know, there's, there's a few characters in the books, yeah, that would be yeah. fantastic in the movies. Yeah. And even Rose and Paige, what Paige does at the beginning of Last Jedi is very, you know, well, sacrifices Toldo, herself. Toldo yeah. does the same thing, Sacrifices too. herself, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And it's even showing through in the ranks of your membership, too, because I think the group here is pretty evenly split. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty, yeah. We, we have a good ratio yeah. of females to males. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I, I didn't know when we started this if we'd get a lot of women doing this so I'm really I'm shocked and pleasantly surprised it's yeah. wonderful yeah. cosplay oh, tends to be like a girl thing anyways it was heavily dominated by female cosplayers now there's more male cosplayers yeah. out there but like I said Star Wars was always a boys club so we're gonna we're gonna see and the more females we get you know the more yeah. characters we get and then there's people like me who, who will still cosplay as the dudes as well <laughs> your Han Solo the, the, the Han Solo premiere was fantastic yeah. <laughs> So what about, I have to throw this out there because I just found out the other day, so Billy D. Williams. Oh, yes. Coming back. Yeah. <laughs> coming back to nine and he's coming to Fan Expo. So now he's starting to tour again, mm. so the promotion. It's wonderful and we we're kind of joking Fan around. Fan Expo, which one is Fan Expo? Again? Toronto. Tr- Toronto. Toronto in October. No, it's uh, uh, end of August, beginning of September. End of August. Labor Day weekend. weekend. Yeah, Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. big, the biggest... Uh, Con in Canada, they have different ones, but the one in Toronto is the one we go to. Yeah. When is the film filming? They start filming in like two days okay. yeah, from it's now. Very yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll be great to see Lando back in it. Hopefully, it's a I good role for him. And I hope it's not to finish off. You know, Han's gone, Luke's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Now we gotta get rid of Lando. It's like. <laughs> The last one to check off the list, I hope not. But I always thought at the end of The Last Jedi, when Leia does her personal beacon, lots of people have heard it, but nobody comes. I think you're going to see Lando's going to be the one who, who answers the yeah. call. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, for that sure. That would be very yeah. cool. And still hitting on Leia. Really <laughs> years. It's almost like the... Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> and I, you know, it's funny because I'm surprised Lando hasn't been around well Han's not here anymore what are you doing maybe that's what he's coming around yeah. for I mean, like it's, so... it's been 24 hours in fiction but that's fast enough for him to get there yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so I haven't read any of the canon novels that are in between Jedi and Force Awakens does it talk about Lando what he's been doing or uh, you know, actually a little bit canon no there, there, like there, Bloodlines and all that I haven't read any of that we'll, we'll get you yet. Bloodline you yeah, have to read that. So there's a Kylo just, fan. There's yeah. some stuff. In, there's some hints of Kylo in there. He's not. He's never on screen per se. Right. But Leia talks about him a little. Or thinks about him a little bit. Oh, wonderful. very cool stuff. Right. Yeah. Now. Oh, very. Cool. Um, trying to think here. So right after the war, Lando came back to Bespin and took it back over. Apparently, someone had come in and taken it over while he was gone. Oh, nice. Okay. A couple years later, he comes in and enlists Han on a mission. For something that's from both their past. So that was a solo tie-in novel. Um, Last shot came out a few months ago. 
But yeah, there hasn't been a lot of said for him. In new, there hasn't been a lot in the new canon in that period anyways. Right. There's only been a few snippets of what he's been up to, so we do know he fell in love with the Twi'lek. So whether she comes in with him in the movie will be interesting to see. Yeah, it, it's tough with Landa too, because Billy D was not in the best of health. Like, he, like at Celebration last year, he was he, except him and Peter Mayhew sat down on chairs on stage. and So hopefully it's a role that's modest enough to like fill that legacy. Yes. Um, Ocean, but does, you know it's not too strenuous on him. I wonder if they wanted Lando back because they saw how successful the character of Lando was in the solo movie because everybody has rave reviews for him in that movie because that actor yeah. just did amazing. Like if your if your eyes are closed and you hear him talk, you think it's Billy Dee Williams. <laughs> like, well, the first thing he says when when he's off screen and you hear uh, you hear Lando, I'm like, wow. You oh, would swear it was Billy Dee, right? I like the fact that, and I never noticed this about the original trilogy, he calls him Han. Yeah, you were just going to say that. <laughs> Han corrects him. Is I love like, that part. It's Han, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And he still good. calls him Han because you wonder why in Empire yeah. he starts calling him Han and then everybody else starts calling him Han and then they go back to calling him Han again. So, like, okay. I can't say it enough. I love Solo. I love that movie so much. It was so a good much. movie. Oh, it was God. a good time. Thank you for being on my page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a really good movie. Yeah. It is one of my favorite of all of them. Love it. I yeah, last time we were on, you were talking about the lead up to when we, when we talked to you since. So you liked, you liked Solo a I lot. I did. Right? I did. I definitely want to make Kira's outfit. I There's... really liked her character and... How much of a snake she is, <laughs> and, a, and she's entangled with a dark lord now. That's right. And, uh, yeah. I know he's not a Darth anymore, but still. But I mean, he's the leader of Crimson Dawn. Yeah. 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 She's like he's she's a snake, but she's honest too because she keeps telling him during the movie like, honest. "Don't get in with me." That's right. You can't. Yeah. We can't. This can't happen. Well, I think you know there's some heartstrings being pulled. I think she does have feelings for Han, and she just doesn't want him to get involved with that. You know. Don't get tangled up. I don't want to see you die. I don't want to see anything happen. Yeah, just like, stay away. Watch? Like you may have think, you, you know, you may have thought. Sorry that you've seen some bad stuff, but believe me, you haven't seen anything. That's right. She's trying to almost protect him. Right? That's right. Like, yeah. yeah. So, another solo podcast. Sorry, but that's okay. The last few have all been Last Jedi oriented, anyway. Oh, that's yeah. true. you keep gravitating towards that. So yeah. solo gets its strength. Um, one bit of news actually came out of Comic Con. Two days ago. Actually, you go ahead with that. I have to go to the washroom. I didn't get a chance to go when I went to my car. I only went to get my phone. You haven't you haven't seen Clone Wars anyway, so. Which you haven't really watched Clone Wars? Well, not as much as you. Well, yeah. Just keep it up. Sure. So Comic Con's going on as we speak. Mm -hmm. One big piece of news came out of the 10th anniversary Clone Wars panel, though, that we're getting more Clone Wars. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, 12 more episodes. I believe it's for the Disney streaming service sometime oh, next year. yeah. So you guys excited for that? Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the streaming service. I mean, they've been talking about doing a live-action Star Wars show for ages now. I'd really like to see something happen there. Yeah, so we'll have we'll have John Favreau's live-action. Yeah. And this now on the streaming service as well, and then Resistance on Disney XD and probably the streaming service. Mm -hmm. So have you seen the trailer? No. Okay, well, there's nothing really to spoil, um, but I watched... I love watching reaction trailers yeah so i watched the panel at san diego the people react to the trailer so they show all the helmets of the clones and everyone's like what's going on and then anakin walks on screen and it's like a standing ovation oh and i'm getting shivers talking about it because i'm <laughs> so glad that the star wars community is finally like yeah the prequels are good man 
Like, those stories are good. I don't know right? why people hated them originally, because I found the movies to be highly entertaining. Yeah. I really enjoyed the characters. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Padme. Yeah. I was, and to them. I was sad when Padme died. Yeah, yeah like, that was... Yeah, it was. Oh, no, Natalie Portman, please. <laughs> it had to happen, but the way... The third movie was just a shame, the way they handled Padme overall. Yeah. Backstage drama aside. Yeah, yeah. she's like the... The, the birther of Luke and Leia that became her her ultimate role in the last movie. So. I always thought it would have been cool if when Anakin choked her, if he didn't kill her, but they managed to operate and save the children, but she was dead. I thought that would have been that would have been, been in my Star Wars. Oh, no. That would have been absolutely tragic. Like it would have made Vader seem like a complete monster. But but he was when Anakin does that to her. Everyone's like, oh my, oh my god, like that's he's like crushing her throat. Like. Yeah, it's about as it's about as far as they could go in a in a in a Lucas film, yeah, thirteen movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, still, like his whole reason for turning to the dark side was to save her. Right. But because the anger had taken over him and he thought that she had ultimately betrayed him yeah. by being there with Obi-Wan, it's almost like that, if I can't have you, nobody can. The <laughs> irony mentality, is, yeah. The irony is so painful, yeah. Yeah. I, I always thought, and I thought about this for a long time, that he goes and he, and he kills all the Jedi in the temple. He slays the younglings. Yeah. So what if he came back and said, Padme, rule the galaxy with me. And what if she's like, okay, let's do this. What it would have been By like? By the way, what it would have been like that night when they're just sleeping in bed? It's like she's like, so you know, what'd you do today? He's like, well, I killed about two hundred people. <laughs> you know, like how is she? How would he ever think that she's just gonna like forgive that? Right? Well, like, well how did you become? You know, the Emperor's hand. How did that happen? If well, she, well <laughs> if, she, if she ultimately decided to go with him, she could also manipulate the Senate. And yeah. they, could, they could legitimately take Ooh, over the galaxy. Ooh, that dirty. That's yeah. true. That would have been dirty. That's true. Because you have yeah. to remember, she's like heavy into the politics. She's a very intelligent woman. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. And yeah, with him being a force user and her being so heavy in the Senate, they could actually rule the galaxy. Combine it or Sidious's yeah. rule or turning against him. Exactly. Either way. Yeah. No, it could have went bad. It could have gone very bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one of the great things about Clone Wars is that it takes those characters that might have been that may, that may have been underdeveloped in the movies, yeah. like Padme and well, and Anakin didn't quite get his full. I thought didn't get his full share of development in the prequels. Mm-hmm. If you take them into the Clone Wars, you have time to play with. Yeah, with exactly. Their, with their characters and they brought in and Ahsoka, who is like super popular. Little yes. girls just love Ahsoka. You see a, a hologram at the end, and she's like, "Master, it's been a while," and we don't know that we think it's Sabine standing beside her, and everyone loses it. It's like a Mandalorian, yeah. and it's very. Or it's um, who's the one in uh, Rebels during the, the when, when they took back Mandalore? Uh, the one played by Katie Sackhoff. Can't remember her name now. Totally. Might be here because like, Sabine would be too young. That's true, yeah. Sabine would still be a kid. The same, the same kind of like shaped helmet, though. Very cool. Because Sabine just... is like in the canon with the original trilogy, right? Like that's when Rebels is going on. Is yeah, Rebels like, is right before a new hope starts. I'm not sure how old she would be in the series, but yeah, yeah. she's yeah. she's gonna lead up to new hope. So. <clears throat> yeah, George. We need your services. We need a script now. No, no, no. No No trivia. We're going to uh, get you on the podcast here. That's cool, yeah. Hey, Chris Duke. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you? Good. 
So, Spitting image, man. <laughs> that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> so many people I saw at Comic Book Day double taking. Yeah. I was walking with uh, Vader. We yeah, wanted to go down and see the uh, future, Back to the Future I car. I to stand beside him. And it's a great shot because he's looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I remember that car when it was first built. And it was all the talk of, because it was state of the art, whatever. Yeah. And I wanted to go and see it. A friend of mine had one of them. And uh, stainless steel body, fiberglass shell, thing would last forever. And uh, yeah, mechanically it was a little rough, but uh, I, I, I walk in with Chris, and all I heard was, "Hey George, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just visiting. Somebody. You like whatever I want. Yes, <laughs> just enjoying retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. How did you, so? Walk us through exactly how we went from there to here. Uh, I'm, I told these guys that uh, I used to work part-time for the Home Depot. Uh, back in 99, I started to work for them, and Paul was a securities officer in the, in the company. I was clean-shaven. Hair was darker, obviously, at the time. And uh, we were doing a seminar. It's a two-day orientation, and uh, he stopped halfway through, his, and, and he said to me, Man, has anybody ever told you you look a lot like George Lucas? And I said, No, actually, this is the first time I've ever heard it. And the girl beside me said, who's George Lucas? Well, he just flipped out. <laughs> Star Wars? George Lucas. You've never heard of Star Wars? And that was the very first time I'd ever heard it. And then sporadically over over the course of a few years after that, um, when I met these guys. Now, I had heard that from people I worked with. They would say that to me. You know, what's George Lucas doing working in here? And I said, come on, I didn't know that. And it was, it was sort of a running joke after a while. Well, um, we met Jay and Echo 3 at London Comic Con. Well, the girl that I'm dating has tickets for it. And she said to me, I'm going to cure you or I'm going to create a monster. Well, we're going go. to go. Well, I didn't know if they were there. I had no idea that there was a Star Wars group there. So we're walking around and we're checking out. I'm amazed at the people that draw, yeah. the artists. They're, they're, these guys are amazing. So I'm watching all this stuff and all the drawings and stuff and down the hallway and then around the corner and then back. And it was roasting hot. So I said, okay, we're going to go to the corner. We're going to make a left. We're going to go out and then back to the front door. It's too hot in here. Well, I got halfway up the aisle. I saw the lightsabers, but on the, my right, there was two puppets doing a show. And somebody yelled out, hey, George, what are you doing here? So I turned around, and there was these two puppets. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll play along. And he said, what did you sell it to Disney for? And I said, I got $4.1 billion. Hey, hooray for me. <laughs> so as we walked up, Jay, I, it was a bit of a blur, but Jay walked up, and he said, would you, guy, would you mind getting some photos? And I said, no, not at all. That's, so, that's not a very good reenactment. Well, I don't remember. Really, yeah. It was a blur. I, I almost couldn't talk. I took, yeah. my, I took my Kylo Ren helmet off, and I was like, oh, my God. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I grabbed Amber. I'm like, dude. And I pointed at him, and I tried not to scare him, but I think I scared him. I ran up to him like, would you mind getting a photo with, with my Star Wars group, at, you know, and uh, you're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, I wouldn't let him go. <laughs> you know, so we kept taking photos. And, yeah. yeah. And um, so I was standing with, with these people. And the, when I walked in, the feeling was like coming home. It was that comfort feeling. You're walking in with people that are friends. That's what it felt like when I stepped in. That's what we like about these guys. Yeah. And I stood there for a bit and asked questions. And somebody, Andrew. I think Sean... 
John said to me something about a movie, and I said, well, watch the movie Red Tails. That was my last one. And he said, which one's that? And I said, watch the movie Red Tails. It's on YouTube. That's the last one I did. I have it, and I still haven't watched it. Oh, good movie. But uh, I was a a pilot when I was younger, and uh, they were the... That was the, uh, the, the all-black fighter squad, oh, yeah. the Tuskegee Airmen, I think they yeah. were called. And they all flew Mustangs, but they painted their tails red on the plane so they could tell each other apart. So they knew who was flying in the squadron. Hmm. And it, I liked the movie. I loved it. But uh, that was, and Sean said, what's that? I said, well, watch the movie. And then after the last that, film he did before he did the prequel? Uh, no, it was after. Was that? I think it was after, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Last one he's but probably ever After that, do. it's... Uh, when we when I'm with these characters, I'm recognized a lot more than I am if I sit in a mall and drink coffee, because there's an association of. But also, too, people that come to these things are aware of what he looks like. And uh, well, Amber and I were in Toronto for the con in Toronto, St. Patrick's Day, and we didn't even get out of the parking lot across the street. And it started. Yeah. It didn't help that I was dressed as Padme no. and we had Robbie as Anakin. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so there was some association, but again, yeah. people that go to these know. Well, what the other cosplay troops, are there a lot of Georges? No. no. I, however, however, when we did Niagara Falls Comic Con, there was a George Lucas cosplayer there. I, I saw pictures yeah, I of this see guy. Uh, I've seen see guys do almost like the comedic over-exaggerated big silver <laughs> yeah. hair and the big beard to almost like a, when a Will Sasso does Kenny Rogers like an exaggerated <laughs> version <laughs> Rogers, yeah. right? An exaggerated version of George but I've never seen anything like like what else? This is a natural. He yeah, rolls out of bed and he's ready to go. I was gonna say, is there any conscious prep on your part? No. No. Just the final didn't you say you, you kind of like changed the part yeah, in your hair a I, little bit? <laughs> I noticed it when when I first noticed the photo of when he was combing his. I used to comb it this way, and I just comb it straight back and let it fall the way it fell. I noticed he did it the other way, so I started to do it, but train it to go the other way, and it seems to be okay. That looks good. That better it. than the Brian Burke. Photo. <laughs> 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 oh, perfect. Yeah. That's can't believe <laughs> <laughs> so we get that a lot people have a hard time looking at him in the, like in the Bye, eye Kira. kind of thing we find keep talking about um, so people look and they're like and then they don't want to look at him too much because George will get you ejected wherever you are right yeah you seem a lot happier too and so yeah so we got the first the first event we had this George likes having his picture taken oh he does <laughs> <laughs> the first event we did with Al, we were at uh, EB Games, and people were asking him to sign stuff, and it was just it they was wanted crazy. autographs. It yes. was cool. Make a lot of money. Up. So I just said no. I'm not. I don't, I'm not signing anything because I don't want to sign. And no, I, I that I guess. Yeah. That I guess. I think you sign your own name. I no. The guy came back with a T-shirt. He wanted me to sign a T-shirt with a marker, and I said I can't because I'm not him. I yeah. can't sign somebody's name that, yeah. I, that I'm not. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. safe. Yeah. That's true. Be like Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool size. Like Deadpool signing the autograph. Yeah. yeah. He signs it Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, uh, it's been a lot of fun. They're, uh, the, the con in Toronto, the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day one. It was March Toronto Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we were... We got in, got up the escalator. I'd never been to the Metro Center before, so it was uphill, downhill, and all over the place. And uh, the 5 we got down the hall, and there was a guy, I think the person who was in charge of the con, had kind of cornered us and said, I want you guys down where the, the job of the hut is. We want to get photos for the website. 
So we went down and had photos taken at the website. I think he was on staff, mm-hmm. sort of in charge of it. So we got that. Yes, he was the guy that ran the convention. Yeah. Got a picture of us at the 501st booth. Yeah. yeah. Did you go, uh, when, when's the, the one in Chicago? Oh. That's next year. Celebration. That's next yeah, April. Yeah. yeah, there's there's uh, an Echo 3 troop going to that. I'm not, um, I'm not going to go to that. I just, I'm, I'd already made a vacation plan this year, which made it impossible. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The one down there does. Uh, the other R2, but this guy's sleeping, I think, right now. Yeah. He's powered down, yeah. Yeah. R2-D2 right over there, and I can hear him. I know he's no, I decided not to go to that one because the, it was a bit overwhelming in Toronto for a while. After a while, it got overwhelming. Five O First were, were oh no, they no, they were nice to meet and everything, but we got we were going to leave, and I said, okay, let's do one more circle and we're out. And we got down there and then we got taken upstairs, and uh, they wanted to troop us out to the area that they were in. So I was standing there talking to um, the lady that played Ray. And I was talking to somebody else, and we were standing along a wall, and the escalators were going down the hill. And I'm standing, and the security guard came over, and she came up, and she said, um, "I have something. I have a problem. We're having a bit of a problem." And I said, "What's the matter?" She said, "Mr. Lucas, could you stand around the corner? People want to come over here and get your and get your picture." And I said, "Yeah, no problem." So I just went around the corner, and I was sight. She didn't know, and I didn't tell her. So I, I, I sort of played along with it, but. Oh, I would have to wait a little while. Oh, yeah. Well, and, t- and talk about uh, or recognizing you in, in the right circumstances. If you yes, go to Celebration, yes. it's going to be yes. like Beatlemania. That's why I sort of wanted to maybe not go to that. <laughs> do you want Steve? 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 Uh, do you want to be next? We'll get you up here. That was one of the reasons I thought maybe stay away from that. That's, yeah, especially the autograph thing, man. That's we want to that's not the right it's an awkward position yeah. as opposed to the other ones that are literally characters in masks yeah. yes. you're cosplaying an, an actual yeah. person yeah. well what I always say to that is that you know Jay he's cosplaying Kylo Ren so I don't call Kylo Ren Jay I call him Kylo Ren I don't call Amber Amber. Who is this guy? Who's this guy? So when he's cosplaying George Lucas, I don't call him Al. I call him George. Yeah. And that's that's his costume. And we so, all actually respond I mean, to the character's names. Is the thing because we're yeah, so like, used to wearing these and nice. we're so used to people calling us that that we now respond to those names. Yeah. This gorgeous voice is Steve Schwarzenegger, who is our main droid builder in Echo Three. Right? So um, he built R2 E6, or R2 E3, R2 E3. sorry, R2 E3. Yes. R2 Echo 3. And, uh, that was yeah, just no, the, the bearded gentleman right there. When R2's out, I call him R2. I don't call him Taylor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he has a nickname because he's pretty sensitive, so I call him Taylor. <laughs> go on to the Facebook page, go on to the Echo 3 Facebook page if you're listening and check out the photos of R2. He's perfect. It's R2 D2. It's, I know it's not perfect. perfect. It's a perfect read. He, he loves hearing that, by the way. And when I say he, I mean the droid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes crazy. There he goes. See? Yeah, he, he's a real magnet with the ladies, too. It's not just the, the way it looks, the moving parts. 
the colors are perfect. Yeah. Every rivet, every screen, every light. Where did you get the parts for this? Did you, did you fabricate? No. So most of the parts, when you join, if you go to astromat.net, when you join the R2-D2 Builders Club, um, they have the blueprints available for you to download. Now, if you're handy with that kind of thing, you could fabricate the parts yourself um, from the blueprints. But what ends up happening is is a parts run, it's called, right? So some guy will go to a local machine shop and say, hey, you know, here's the blueprints for a part. I want 50 of these because it's a whole lot cheaper than getting one part made. So then guys just like me would go onto the website. You have to get approved. It's a long process to, to get approved to do a parts run. But um, yeah, once it's a go, it's just a, a, a guy that's boxing up 50 parts and shipping them. If the parts run, if I did a parts run in London, Ontario at a, at a fabricator, I could be shipping parts anywhere. I could be shipping them to Japan, China, Germany, wherever. So yeah, he's got parts in him from like, I mean, the, the head is made with a multi-million dollar press, right? That's, I mean, that's <laughs> where my question came from. Right. I worked in auto manufacturing for a long time on the manufacturing or manufacturing side, like molding, welding, metal fabrication. Gotcha. There's a lot of parts on there. Yeah, there are a lot of parts. Custom. You didn't take one of those parts that was a part of something else and make it look like it. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, the uh, quality control um, is a big concern um, because, yeah, you need to be able to, if you bought a shoulder from one guy, you need to know that that's going to fit on a leg that you bought two years ago, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a gradual process. Like, nobody has the money to... Um, buy all the parts at once. Well, yeah. maybe some people do, but certainly not me. Um, so it's a gradual process. And yeah, so some parts on him are probably five years old now, whereas other parts are only two years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, okay. He's wet proof. Like, look at what happened on uh, Dagobah. Yeah. <laughs> he was out in the rain all night. He also has a rain poncho. <laughs> he also does, which I didn't bring. So, but, um, it sounds like a real brotherhood of Jordan builders. Oh yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole community, and um, we share ideas, and uh, yeah, it's an ongoing process because there is no such thing as an R two kit um, for the machine parts as well as the so electronics. You just get the blueprint, right? And then buy piece by piece. If you were handy, you could do it that way. I'm an electronics guy, so I did all the electronics, um, and yeah, I didn't have the. I mean, I suppose I could have. Bought a CNC and stuff like that, but no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? CNC for aluminum would have cost you a lot, right? Yeah. Right. So. Uh, unfortunately, we had to cut our interview short there, as the group was needed for a gigantic photo session, which put a lot of smiles on a lot of kids' faces. Um, but we came back after that to chat with some more people. Uh, next up is Andy from London Comic Con. Just wanted to mention too, this was our first live episode, and haven't listened to the audio now. I can't believe we actually did it. Uh, turned out pretty great. Thanks for putting up with uh, the bumps and whatnot. This was our first live show. It was a lot to to experiment with, and I think it turned out pretty great. And we hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks again to our new friends at Echo Three for inviting us to the group and for sitting down to talk to us at Star Wars Day. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it and tell the friend. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts are free. Don't forget to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new discussion. Got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the Star Wars universe? Drop us a line on Twitter at KyberClub 
or on Facebook at the Quarter Portion Podcast official page. Your opinions and questions are worth 60 portions to us. Ask a question and we'll gladly answer it on the show. Check out www.kyberclub.com for all our contact information as well as our blog. And be sure to check out the home base, Echo3, on Facebook for more information on their upcoming appearances. You can find me on Twitter at Django Fletch and on YouTube at Wilderness Wisdom. And I'm on Twitter at Hookafee. And you can also follow our new Instagram page uh, at the Quarter Portion Podcast. Until the next time, may you be one with the Force. And may the Force be with you.